is Obama Johnson, and I am nine years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he always rescues and he's our guider. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Boys and girls, thanks for listening in on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and I'm so glad we get to talk about these stories from Jesus's life on earth so that we can know and enjoy even more how great and awesome he is, and also know a little more of what it means to walk with him today. Last week, we saw how Jesus overcame every temptation the devil tried to attack him with, and that he knew exactly what the Father had sent him to earth to do, proclaim the good news of God's kingdom coming, and heal people's bodies to give them a taste of the true healing from their sin that he was bringing. He traveled to different Jewish towns, preaching and healing people. One day, Jesus was standing by the Sea of Galilee. The people crowded around him and listened to the word of God. Jesus saw two boats at the edge of the water. They'd been left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into the boat that belonged to Simon and asked him to go out a little way from shore. Then he sat down in the boat and taught the people. When he finished speaking, he turned to Simon, saying, Go out into deep water. Let down the nets so you can catch some fish. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they did, they caught a whole bunch of fish, so many that their nets began to break. So they motioned to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees. Go away from me, Lord, he said. I am a sinful man. He and everyone with him were amazed at the number of fish they'd caught. So were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who worked with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore. Then they left everything and followed him. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along. He had a skin disease all over his body. When he saw Jesus, the man fell with his face to the ground. He begged him, Lord, if you are willing to make me clean... You can do it. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing to do it, he said. Be clean. 
Right away, the disease left him. Then Jesus ordered him, Don't tell anyone. Go and show yourself to the priest. Offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded. It will be a witness to the priest and the people that you are clean. But the news about Jesus spread even more. So crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often went away to be by himself and pray. One day, Jesus was teaching, surrounded by Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from all the villages in Galilee and from the towns of Judea and Jerusalem. They heard that the Lord had given Jesus the power to heal the sick. There were also some men who came, carrying a man who could not walk. He was lying on a mat. They tried to take him into the house to place him in front of Jesus, but they couldn't find a way in because of the crowd. So they took the man up on the roof. Then they lowered him on his mat through the opening in the roof tiles. They lowered him into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw that they had faith, he spoke to the man, saying, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to think, Who is this fellow who says such an evil thing? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Is it easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he spoke to the man who could not walk. I tell you, he said, Get up. Take your mat and go home. Right away, the man stood up in front of them. He took his mat and went home, praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with wonder and said, We have seen amazing things today. After this, Jesus left the house. He saw a tax collector sitting at the tax booth. The man's name was Levi. Follow me, Jesus said to him. Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi gave a huge banquet for Jesus at his house. A large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers of the law complained to Jesus' disciples. They said, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have not come to get those who think they are right with God to follow me. I have come to get sinners to turn away from their sins. Some of the people who were there said to Jesus, John's disciples often pray and go without eating. So do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours go on eating and drinking. Jesus answered, At a wedding, can you make the friends of the groom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the groom will be taken away from them. In those days, 
they will go without eating. Then Jesus gave them an example. He said, No one tears a piece out of new clothes to patch old clothes. Otherwise, they'll tear the new clothes. Also, the patch from the new clothes will not match the old clothes. Jesus was saying that the Pharisees and even John's disciples only knew what God had told them through Moses and the prophets. But now that Jesus was here, the life he was inviting people to live with God looked new in a lot of ways. It would be silly to take the new ways and try to live them along with the old ways, like ripping up new clothes to use that cloth to fix the old ones. Have your parents ever asked you to do something and you weren't sure why they wanted you to do it? How would you feel if they asked you to just obey and wouldn't explain why? One time, my family was invited to my Sunday school teacher's house for lunch, and my teacher wanted to take me on a tour of her house. When she opened the door to one of the bedrooms, a whole bunch of my friends popped out of their hiding places and shouted, Surprise! Because they had come to throw me a party for my birthday. What if I'd refused to go on the tour of her house, saying I'd rather sit on the couch? Do you think my friends would still be hiding years later? I know that's kind of a silly story, but I wonder what was going on in Peter's mind when Jesus asked him to put down his nets after he'd just been fishing all night with no success. What if he told Jesus he just didn't feel like it? He did tell Jesus that he'd been working hard all night and hadn't caught anything, but then he said, Because you say so, I will let down the nets. And what was the reward for his obedience? Seeing God's power fill up his nets so full of fish that they started breaking and the boat started sinking. Jesus loved showing people who he was when he was on earth because God has always loved to be a God who is near so much that he was willing to put on skin so that people could see Jesus and know the Father more. We have lots of stories in the Bible about how God cared for his people in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, how Jesus lived among them, teaching, healing, and loving those around him. But we have so much more than just stories of what God did in the past. We also have his Holy Spirit living inside us, each day to help us know this God who couldn't be any closer than he already is, since the Bible talks about God living in us and also that we live in him. And when Jesus returns on his white horse to stamp out evil forever, we will get to see and enjoy the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. When Peter obeyed and saw Jesus' power, he fell at Jesus' knees, surrounded by an overflowing boat of fish, because he realized how much greater Jesus was than him. But instead of saying, I am pretty great, aren't I? I can imagine Jesus putting his hand on Peter's shoulder as he said, Now you're ready to help me catch men and women so they can know me too. 
and he and the others realized that it was completely worth it to leave everything to follow him. Sometimes you might feel confused by the things that are going on in your life or the way God wants you to trust him when your friends are being unkind or a family member is sick or when you just can't do as well as you want to in school. God loves helping you to obey anyway and trust that he's going to help you and even help you show his love to others when you don't feel like it. You don't have to be afraid that you're not smart or strong enough because he loves giving you his wisdom and strength to face each day together. He looks on you with the same compassion and willingness to help that he did that man with the skin disease. The man believed that Jesus had the power to give him what he needed. And God longs for us to believe his power too. Think about all the times you've gotten sick and then gotten better. Did you thank Jesus for it? Jesus has made our bodies to fight off so many sicknesses. But he doesn't just get excited about our bodies getting healthy. He also loves healing the sore places inside our hearts and minds too. When we realize we've been believing lies in our head that keep us from feeling God's love and care and power to work all things for our good, it might feel like we're being poked right in our sore place. But the pain is always so that we can ask for the medicine of God's truth and his healing presence to give it. The wounds of your struggles never disgust God. He loves you as you are and also sees you as you were created to be, perfect in his righteousness and obedience. He loves being your healer and you can trust him as you would the most expert doctor, finding each place that needs healing and helping you in it. The paralyzed man's friends were so convinced that Jesus could help their friend that they lowered him through a roof. Maybe you have a friend or family member who needs help or healing like the paralyzed man. Jesus loves giving the help that you need each time you talk with him about it. He already paid the price for the biggest need of your sin and is completely able to handle anything else you talk with him about. The paralyzed man's friends knew the man's body needed to be healed, but Jesus knew he needed the spiritual healing of forgiveness too. Sometimes we might even need God to give us the faith to believe he can help someone in the way they need to be helped, not just in the way we think they do. Otherwise, we might start to act like the Pharisees, who thought they always knew what they needed to do and could do it in their own strength. They thought they had to live a good life for God instead of asking for his help to live life with him. Levi, the tax collector, wanted that help Jesus was offering. He wanted it more than staying in the life he was currently living and invited his friends into it too even if he didn't know how following Jesus would all turn out. And Jesus ate with him just as he was. The Pharisees were the ones who saw Levi only as a sinner 
and had given up on people like him, even though they were supposed to be the ones who taught people how to get to know God. But Jesus echoed what the prophets preached all through the Old Testament. Repent! Turn from your sin! The Father's arms are open wide. And that's what we get to share with others, too, and with ourselves each time we do something unkind or selfish. The Pharisees looked down on Jesus and his disciples because they didn't pray all the time and go without food. They didn't understand that it was time to celebrate, that Jesus had finally come after years and years of hoping he would. If the disciples were able to learn about Jesus and the wonderful kingdom he was bringing, they could invite others into the celebration too, knowing that no matter what happened, they and even the Gentiles would be saved and get to enjoy God for all eternity. Some of your friends might think that being a Christian is just about following a bunch of rules to prove how good you are, like the Pharisees did. But you get to be like Jesus and invite them to the celebration of all Jesus has done for them and can help them get to know him as their friend and king. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to enjoy you and celebrate you and invite others to know how good you are too. Would you give us the faith to keep trusting and obeying you even when it feels hard? We love you. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, let's keep walking in God's love and I'll talk to you next time.